Welcome to In the Spotlight with Amy Scrubs, where we feature great artists, entrepreneurs, community leaders, and well, anyone who should have that moment to share their story in the spotlight. Welcome to another great episode of In the Spotlight, and I have a treat for you today. I have a fantastic recording artist with RBR Entertainment Bluegrass, and it is Chris Davis. And we're going to hear about his incredible background in music and what he's doing. And this is going to be one you don't want to miss. Chris, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Amy. I really appreciate this. Bluegrass music is so dear to so many hearts. I happen to love it. And I know that growing up in bluegrass means that you just really have it in your DNA. Let's talk about your history with music in general, with your family, and how you were really brought into bluegrass and what that is for you. Gosh, I was really young when it started. My dad and my papa played. Uh, My papa was a fiddle player. Uh, Family was uh, from Stearns, Kentucky. And uh, dad, he played banjo and guitar. And uh, so, you know, my brother and I played uh, what was left. You know, I played the upright bass and my brother Wes played the guitar and we had our family band for a long time, it seemed. And we just, you know, learned a lot. We'd sing every day after school. Uh, I would go to my grandpa's house and, you know, he would uh, play fiddle and I'd learn to play guitar with him. You know, I remember stuff like that. He would cut a pick for me out of a milk jug. Because we couldn't keep a pick around, I guess. <laughs> so, that or it worked. Hard. Yeah, it worked. It worked. It was very humble, I could say. But uh, you know, that's that's exactly where it started, right there. And you know, they took me to a festival once, and oh my, I was definitely hooked. Yeah. Did you? I was going to ask. Did you feel like you were hooked in it from the get-go, or did you learn to love it, or was it like, oh, thank goodness I was born into this family? You know, I was very blessed. All, all the above. All the, it was uh, daggone, you know, the combination of being around it, growing up, hearing it, you know, and then those parts came to me naturally, thankfully, you know, I mean, hearing, being able to sing harmonies and such, you know, it just, it just came to me naturally. I didn't have to work at it. Uh, Dad and his buddies were singing one night and I started singing along with them and they kind of figured out that, you know, I had an ear for that, you know, later on ended up learning to play instruments. How many instruments do you play? Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I've beaten thrash on a, a lot of instruments. It counts. It counts. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I, you know, I've, tried to play, I've played the mandolin for 25 years or better. And, you know, I played the guitar with the band from Nashville called The Grass Schools Up for the past three years. Um, of course, I can play a bass, you know, to get me by. Yes. I've played fiddle in my life. You know, that's I'm not afraid of any of them to a degree. I don't like to mess with a banjo too much. It's too much going on with my right hand. So besides your family, what were some of the first influences that you can remember? Clearly the family that that brought you in and, and big giant hug. But what were some of the other influences that you really started to notice were shaping you? Well, you know, I remember uh, when dad and mom would be gone and everybody, you know, I'd have the house to myself or whatever. I would have records. And uh, of course, it was before YouTube and such. And I would... Uh, you know, play those records. And a lot of that was Stanley Brothers, the Ralph and Carter Stanley and Flat and Scruggs and Reno and Smiley. Traditional bluegrass, you know, it was uh, the the OGs, if you will, you know, the guys that came up with this from the beginning. And That's what I listened to. And that's what I guess it's, I guess I've always thought it's supposed to be. You know, and of course it's gotten, you know, uh, I don't know how it's advanced, if you will. People have uh, done a lot with 
the music and it's great. I love what people have done with it. You know, Billy strings and so many others, countless others that are just taking it to another level mm-hmm. and sure. And that we'll have, you know, a place to play for uh, years to come. How have you seen bluegrass expand and grow and change over the years? Well, you know, I've seen it come and go, you know, it seems like it gets uh, slow and then it gets, you know, like you can't sit still and it's always something happening. You know, right now there's a couple of festivals going out of business, unfortunately in the bluegrass. Yeah. We're losing oh, a few. So sad. Yeah, it is sad. And they've no, been there. Don't leave us. Don't go. Don't go. <laughs> they've been there for a long time and it is sad to see them go, but you know, my son and I were talking about that and I, I believe it's, you know, it, it ushers in a new era of festival promoters. And, you know, I think as long as there's music, there's going to be people that want to hear it. Yes. So what were your first experiences really live on a big stage? And let's talk about what that was like for you, because growing up with it, music was just a part of, like you said, your family room, the porch, your life, every family gathering. But when you stood on that stage professionally and took it that next level, what was that transition like for you? And what did you feel? You know, it was, I kind of felt validated for, uh, if you will, because it's all I'd ever wanted it's all I'd ever dreamed of is playing music and yes. you know, I cried and carried on to mom and daddy about cars and getting me there and this and that, you know, it was a passion. <laughs> I was so into it. I didn't even realize how deep into it I was already at such a young age. Uh, you know, I would pick up magazines and look into the back of it where they would be selling instruments and pretend that, you know, that's going to be mine. I can, this is mine and this is mine. And this is mine. These, you know, of course, we didn't have that kind of money, and I certainly didn't get those instruments. But I've uh, I've came a long way. I've been very blessed, and people have been good to me, and they've you know taken care of me with the instruments and all kinds of just great sponsors to help me along. Right. You know, when we play with other musicians, we learn so much about ourselves. A lot of times, we're able to be a mentor or teacher to someone else, or we learn from others as well. But when we're going town to town or playing in front of an audience, we learn about ourselves as well. Well, what have some of those lessons been for you working with other musicians along with what you've learned from your fans and from the live audiences? Gosh, you know, I've learned a lot through the years and how to act on stage and how to act off stage, um, playing some really big stages. Uh, you know, I thought I'd get to play in some country acts that were just, you know, blew my mind. You know, I was, pinch myself sometimes you know getting to play the grand Ole opry uh, more than i gotten to do you know it's just it's been a blessing uh i don't know there's so much to say amy i know right (laughs) there really is it's been a ride and you know if the good lord took me today i couldn't say i would be uh you know I'm, i'm a happy man let's talk about the music itself what are some of the, f- the favorite songs that you perform live? What are some of the favorite ones that you've recorded to this time? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of those. There's a lot of great music that I love. But, you know, there's a song right now that I'm, I just, I'm on all about is that uh, Daddy Was a Navy Man. Mm-hmm. You know, my papa was in the military. We didn't necessarily in the Navy, but it's just uh, the way the song flows, the way it can be sung it touches me and you know sometimes even when i sing gospel songs i get convicted and i I can't even get through the dang thing and i have to stop you know it's powerful isn't it 
just that guy. I'm a real. When it comes to mush, you know, that have a, I don't know what to say. Other than, yeah, it is music. It, it's very powerful, and that's why I say, you know, no matter what, as long as there's music, people are going to come and listen to it because it touches them, you know, and makes them feel that way. What's it like for you with the fans that follow you and interacting with them and seeing that grow over the years? I absolutely adore it. Those folks, you know, they're obviously what makes it go around. And, you know, it wasn't for them. I wouldn't be doing what I'm getting to do. And I love every one of them. I, I'll always take time for them. I have, you know, I'm 43 and I've done this for a long time and I, I put no one away. What about the songs? What are the fans' favorites? What are those singles out there that you have that that's the one that they want every time? Even if you want to give them something else, what are those top singles that you're so proud of that they want to hear? Well, you know, there's been, uh, when I was with the Grasschools, they loved quite a few of the songs that we were doing uh, then. But right now it's been down south in New Orleans. They really have taken to that song. And I'm thankful for that. You know, it was the first single and the second was doing really well. But the the first one there is really holding up for me it's got some legs on it sis <laughs> what were the last what was the last project you did in release let's talk about your recording projects and also what you've got coming up what what have you released before well i mean as far as a solo project i done one lord it's been forever ago and it wasn't even on a label it was more of a sell on the table merch kind of thing where sure. i played with the bands and uh it was those are the gosh, most special I, aren't they i mean i they, it's something to be proud of because that was your heart and soul and grassroots in that, correct? It was because, you know, I had to, I had to put it all together and I had to make it happen. And not, not at all. you know, with RBR entertainment and the label, they tend to do all that and make it happen for you. So there's less footwork when it comes to that. And all you got to do is go and sing and play and do what you do, you know? Mm -hmm. What are you, but, what are you working on now? What's coming up? Well, you know, we've got, I'm supposed to where I'm, I'm working with the new band from Ohio named Joe Mullins and the Radio Ramblers. And we're going in the studio, uh, I think, in November. And I will be finishing up my personal solo album with uh, RBR uh, probably not long after that. We have, I think we have all the tracks cut. So wow. we just need to go back and put vocals on and things will be good. This is really something to look forward to. When yeah. when can we, the listeners, be able to get get a copy of this? When are we going to When are we going to be able to have that? Well, it should be late this year, or the very beginning of next. So it's it's not far off. We're we're almost there, and I'm excited. I'll get out. Well, rumor has it that there was also a Christmas album that's upcoming for this holiday season from RBR Entertainment. Were you able to be a part of that project? I was, and I'm proud to say that I was. I've. Uh, I got a friend of ours from here and uh, around the house there in Huntington, West Virginia. And he uh, is uh, John Darren Rousey. He plays with a group called the guardians actually. It's a singing group. Yes. And they, uh, he wrote a song called uh, down in Bethlehem and it is a wonderful song. So it's on the Christmas thing, the RBR entertainment's uh, Christmas release, I guess we'd call it. So I look forward to hearing it all in its entirety and, you know, just a, uh, it's that time of year. I love Christmas anyway. So, Chris, if you were to, re to talk to a young musician, 
in bluegrass that's ready to start coming up the ropes, what advice would you give to them? Now that you look back, as you said, you've been doing this a lot of years. What do you look back and advise to a young musician starting their path? Uh, Well, I would say, you know, be humble, be so humble, no matter what, you know, because being a good dude could be the deciding factor of whether or not you're going to get a job because you can be a great player, but have a poor attitude. Nobody wants to be around that, you know, and practice, practice, practice. My goodness. You know, it's not hard. Just be a good human. Be a good <laughs> human. That's, that's the soundbite right there. That's the one we're putting out there, but it's true. And everything we do, be a good human, but especially as an artist, because you're right. You represent when you're at the venue, whether you're with your fans, whether you're in the studio, you're representing your own brand, your label, and the music that you love and have been passionate about since you were a little boy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't have been said better. But said better. God, we'll have to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> now I love it. Chris, what an honor to get to be with you today and to hear your story. I mean, as a fellow musician, it's I get so excited to have these type of interviews and to be able to sit with you like this, hear your story, your passion for music, and what you've done is 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 blessing lives around the world. Where can we hear your music? Where can we find you? You know, it's on uh, all streaming platforms. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, TikTok. I don't do Twitter, so it's just... I don't either. That's okay. (laughs) Come and be with me. Wonderful. Everybody find Chris Davis on our favorite streaming platforms. Make sure you get a handle on this Christmas album that's coming out. And then your single project that's coming, we're going to want to pre-order that for sure. Make sure we know about this. We'll provide updates as well. But thank you so much, Chris, for being here with us today. Thanks for all that you've contributed to Bluegrass Music for so many years. Thank you, Amy. I'm honored to have been here. I hope to come back. Thank you for listening to In the Spotlight podcast. For more information, you can go to amyscruggsmedia.com and make sure and follow on social media at amyscruggsmedia.com.